The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray get into Monday Night Raw and the return of the Viper himself, Randy Orton. We'll see him at Survivor Series in war games. Also, Drew McIntyre's promo to kick off Monday Night Raw some thoughts and some improvements from our Hall of Famer, Bully Ray. And we get into one of the MVP performances of Monday Night by Chelsea Green. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I'm very interested in the story that the WWE is going to tell when it comes to War Games and Survivor Series on Saturday. Because if you look at Jay Uso and the look that Jay Uso had on his face last night when Randy Orton was revealed as the fifth member of their war games team. I would have to think that Jay Uso is a little bit worried this morning, just a few days before Saturday in Survivor Series. Matt, you're a little bit worried. You looked a little bit worried last night, Jay Uso. Great job by him. Uh, if you, those of you who don't remember, and Dave, correct me if I am wrong, it was the bloodline that put Randy Orton on the shelf. Yes. Uh, and May, Jay Uso. Go ahead. No, May 20th, 2022, Matt Riddle and Randy Orton lost the Unified Tag Team Championships to the Usos. And then immediately after that match, there was the massive beatdown by the bloodline. And then... That just happened to be Randy Orton's last match because he injured his back because of that beatdown, and this is his return. So a long time since we've seen Randy Orton, and the reason why is the bloodline and, of course, Jey Uso. I wonder if during Survivor Series they're going to run the thread of that story um, through the pay-per-view as opposed to just getting the reveal of Randy Orton at the end. Or maybe we see Jay Uso backstage very pensive and nervous about seeing Randy for the first time. Remember, I don't know if we got a chance to talk about this yesterday. We might have hit it on it a little bit at the top of the show. But the MJF storyline that ran through full gear, you thought it was a bit unnecessary, correct? Yes. yes. Um when we get to Survivor Series, do we want to see 
Jay Uso and Randy Orton come face to face before the war games, or do you hold it off to see what's going to happen during the actual war games match? Yeah, I think you have to do that. I think there's got to be like some backstage interviews or, you know, somebody, one of the backstage reporters trying to get an answer from Jay Uso about Randy Orton. You could just see the nervousness in his face. And then during that match, you're waiting for something to possibly happen. It may happen. It may not happen. I think that is the way that you go going into Saturday because the last thing I want to see is a handshake between Jay Uso and Randy Orton before that match. Like, one of the things I was worried about, because there was a lot of rumors, Bully, about that the fifth member was going to be Randy Orton. And I was like, how are they going to explain that? Because Jay Uso is one of the reasons why Randy Orton was taken out. And we also know, Bully, when it comes to the WWE and this new, like, you know, I'll call it the Triple H era of creative with the WWE, they dot their I's and they cross their T's. If this was five years ago, I would probably say, you know what, they're going to hope that the WWE universe completely forgot about it and we move forward and we don't even make a mention of it. So I was a little worried that they might do that. So when they first announced that Randy Orton was the fifth member, I didn't catch Jey Uso's glare right away. Then when I saw it on social media and I saw everybody talking about it, I went back and I watched it again and then I saw it. I was like, thank God. Because the last thing I wanted was them to just forget about it and move forward. You really didn't notice the the. I mean, they shot Jey Uso's no, face they shot about it for three a while. or four times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they shot it for a while. Um, it just didn't. It just didn't. Trigger it just with didn't you? register. It just didn't register, register with me. And then and then I, then I saw you know everything online. I went back and I watched it again, and I understood it because I was actually and I was going back and forth with uh, Big Boss Man Eddie Brasilli about. Are they going to show Randy Orton? So we were texting back and forth like, are we actually going to see Randy Orton? Because Eddie was saying, I'd love to see him. And I understood where he was coming from. But knowing now that Jay Uso and they're keeping with that story and they're moving forward with it, it makes a lot of sense that we didn't see Randy Orton. Plus, you probably want to save that pop for Randy when he makes his appearance at Survivor Series for the first time since May 20th, 2022. I had no problem with not seeing Randy Orton last night. I think, you know, uh, Cody gave us enough to let us know that it is going to be Randy Orton. The people did not seem unhappy. Now, maybe as soon as they went off the air, maybe there was a little backlash in the arena, but, you know, 12, 15,000 people booing in the arena uh, were never shown on TV. Thus, it wasn't coming across on TV. So, I don't think many people are disappointed. I think now people are excited for Survivor Series and excited to see the, uh, Randy Orton for the first time in some what eight nine months. Yeah, it's been longer than that. It's been it's. Been, oh, you said twenty two. Yeah, so it's yeah, been over 22. a year. It's been it's been a long time. Um, and and Cody never mentioned Randy's name. He you know he mentioned Legacy, and right away you just saw the crowd erupt. Um. But Bully, we've talked about Randy Orton so many times on this show, and I've always said about Randy Orton that he's kind of been underrated in his career. And and I know that sounds strange when you first hear it, but I don't think people really look at Randy Orton as one of the greatest pro wrestlers in the world. I don't think a lot of people look at Randy Orton as one of the greatest of all time. He is. 
And I think that's kind of forgotten sometimes by the WWE universe. I would say it to you, Bully, that I feel like Randy Orton a lot of times have been taken for granted because he's one of those guys, Bully, that's so good at what he does and so perfect in the ring. He gets overlooked sometimes. And I really thought it was him with Matt Riddle and showing another side of his personality and being funny and playing off kind of like that odd couple between him and Riddle that I think finally fans stood up and took notice of how great Randy Orton is. And like you said, judging by the crowd reaction last night, the WWE universe is very happy that Randy Orton is back. But when you look at Randy Orton's um, contemporaries, the people, the, his, his fellow wrestlers that came up and, starred with him in in his day uh, john cena brock lesnar roman reigns uh seth um uh, mox all of these guys seem to have bigger personalities than randy would you agree with that yes R- randy being the best pure pro wrestler out of all of them agree or not agreed okay but that just goes to show you in the world of the WWE, the larger than life personality will always trump the great pro wrestler. Um, Randy finally got a chance to come out of his shell when he and Riddle were put together. It kind of reminds me of Kane, you know, the big red machine, the big monster. Every once in a while, we saw some type of glimpse of a character or something more than just just big monster who destroyed everybody. I think the first time we saw it was maybe when he was paired with X-Pac. And then I remember the incredible backstage promo with The Rock and Hulk Hogan. And then obviously what he was able to do with uh, Daniel Bryan. You know, it, it finally comes out. We never got to see that with Randy. What did we get when we got Randy Orton? We got a great pro wrestling match, a technical pro wrestling match, a guy who was sm- so smooth, so on his game that it's just like, but there was nothing else there. There was no depth to Randy. He was what he was, a third-generation, incredible pro wrestler who probably is as good, if not better, than anybody else in the ring. Yeah, and but that's where it stopped. And in the WWE, if that's all you get, you know, it's only going to go so far. That's why the pairing with Riddle helped Randy, in my opinion, so much because it brought out some more, uh, you know, showed his range of character. Well, we talk a lot about Cena being a 16-time champion and, you know, Ric Flair 16 reigns. And is John Cena ever going to break that? Randy Orton's been champion 14 times. And obviously, there's a lot more legs to Randy Orton. We're going to see the second coming of Randy Orton come Survivor Series. Who knows? Maybe it's Randy Orton at the end of the day that's going to be the most celebrated and decorated world champion in the history of the WWE. It's a very distinct possibility. And I'm very, very interested what this run is going to be for Randy Orton, Bully. I think it's a, a very important run for Randy Orton. I think you would agree, Bully, for sure, when Randy retires, Randy's the first ballot Hall of Famer, and I'm very interested in what we're going to get from Randy this next run. 
He's he's in his early 40s. He's still got a lot of uh, years left in the WWE. And I'm wondering how he's going to be perceived. And also how Randy Orton fits in to a story as we get closer to WrestleMania 40, Bully. We talked about this before, that story of Cody. Randy Orton is a big chapter, a long chapter in the story of Cody Rhodes. Cody mentioned it last night, Legacy. That's how Cody's WWE career started. I'm very interested how this plays out as we're, what, five months away from WrestleMania 40. Uh, imagine the baby faces go over in the war games. <laughs> Excuse me. And as they are getting their hands raised, RKO out of nowhere from Randy to Cody to set up the last hurdle in the hard time story before um, Cody gets to Roman. Randy wants a shot. Randy is a four-time champion, would definitely want a shot at Roman Reigns because of what the bloodline did to him. And R- Randy's whole thing is going to be, you knew I was a viper when you called me. I can't be trusted. You guys all know that. I want that championship in that main event spot at WrestleMania just as much as you do, Cody. So I think that is a there's a story there, a very good final story, not like something just thrown in for Cody to do, but a very good final story and final hurdle before we get to Cody versus Roman. Because if it's not Cody versus Roman, if for some reason it would be Randy versus Roman, I don't think many people in the WWE universe would be happy about that. The number one pro wrestling show on the planet, Busted Open, is available seven days a week by subscribing and downloading the Busted Open podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. Join me alongside two WWE Hall of Famers, Mark Henry and Bully Ray, the hardcore legend, Tommy Dreamer, plus Thunder Rosa and Mickey James, all week long as we break down everything going on in and out of the ring. Listen to Busted Open right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. Punk fits with somebody huge on the roster and would be a huge WrestleMania match. Who? Who? Seth. I know, but, but Death again... Death is the one that said, eh, Phil, blah, 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 Phil, stay where you are, Phil. We don't need you, Phil. You imagine if Phil comes back and on Monday night, Monday night raw sets out there and goes, well, Seth Phil's back. Now what? I mean, there's something there. It's it, there's something there, bully, but you, you would have to like put fertilizer on that sprinkle a lot of water no, on wouldn't. that. You would have to Hell make no. that grow because you no do way. bully, because again, that is very, you bully. You have to think about it in this way, bully. That comment from Seth Rollins was at a media scrum with the dirt sheets. Like the dirt sheets would be yelling and screaming about it, but the WWE is so, so big. That's a very small, minute part of your audience that even knows that that shit was going on. All you have to do is give Punk the microphone and have him remind me. Punk still has that something special where people will listen to what he has to say. And all he has to say is, hey, Seth, remember when you did that interview 
Remember when you talked all this crap about me and blah, 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 blah. Well, now I'm standing in front of you. Say it to my face. Now, would you agree that despite the fact we have not liked the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship? We have been very confused by Seth Rollins. But in the past month, I think me and you have been coming around on Seth and this championship because of the nice integration now of the wacky character and the real Seth. At first, it was too much wackiness and not enough real Seth. Now we're getting a nice little mixture of the bo of both. And a couple of weeks ago, when Seth limped away and showed that he was like a warrior champion, it started to resonate with me. So we're starting to come around on Seth. We're starting to come around on the championship. And all of a sudden, Punk comes into the mix. Punk versus Seth for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania does not intrigue you? Of course it intrigues me. I just don't think You it's think it's necessary. a hard sell? I think it's a I think it's a little bit of a hard sell and I don't think it's necessary. And he and I just don't feel like in the world of the WWE you need that right now. I really don't. Like and it's 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 going to take some convincing. So so bully, let's think of it this way. Say you're a part of creative and CM Punk is available and you're like, "Man, CM Punk is going to get eyes on this. Man, if we have him come out at Survivor Series, or we have him come out the night after, or we wait to the Royal Rumble, and he's a surprise appearance at the Royal Rumble, right? And you're a part of creative, and you're trying to sell this on Triple H. In Triple H's eyes, bully, who's Punk? Punk was a bit of a thorn in a lot of people's side for a very long time. So if your argument is, man, Punk would be good for business, Triple H could turn around and be like, this is the best business that this company has done in 20 years. Why do I now have to open myself up and open this company up and open this locker door, locker room door open for somebody that could, I don't know, for the lack of a better term, screw things up? Now, I don't believe that that would happen, Bully. For not one second do I believe that would happen. But if there's even the slightest possibility, if things are going so well and your trajectory is just escalating higher and higher, if you're Triple H and you're the WWE, why take a chance? It's an unnecessary chance right now, Bully. If I'm a juror and I'm listening to that argument that you just made, I'm on board. LaGreca Snaps is brought to you by Slim Jim. Snap into a Slim Jim. The Busted Open Podcast is now available on YouTube. This is Dave LaGreca, host of Busted Open, the number one pro wrestling show on the planet. You can now watch and listen to the award-winning Busted Open Podcast every single day on YouTube. Our best interviews, behind-the-scenes access, and some of our best content from the past. All available right now when you go to YouTube.com slash at Busted Open Podcast. Subscribe right now. We're getting back to Monday Night Raw. And I know there was something that really grabbed you from last night's Raw, Bully. Um, I want to put somebody over right now who I think has been doing a fantastic job. 
and last night really, really stuck out to me, despite the fact that she didn't wasn't involved in that much. Chelsea Green has been knocking it dead, knocking them dead uh, ever since she's gotten back to the WWE. And I went on Twitter last night and I uh, put Chelsea over. I said, Chelsea maximizes every second of TV time that she's given. You're taught in the WWE that from the minute you go through that curtain, actually from the second you go through that curtain to the second you come back through that curtain, you are working. You are 100% immersed in your character, which means you take nothing for granted. Your facials, your movements, how you act or react to anything. Chelsea reacts to everything so legitimately so over the top so entertaining that it it just catches my attention and first of all chelsea always looks amazing her outfits looks amazing you know her, her you know her hair everything is perfect on chelsea every time she goes out there she definitely commands the spotlight and it would be very easy for a talent who is used, I don't want to say Chelsea is used sporadically, but she's definitely not used a lot. Would you agree with that, Dave? I agree with that. She's, you know, she gets a she gets a fair amount of TV time either every week or every other week, but she treats every second of every minute like it's the last time she's ever going to be seen. And that, to me, really sticks out. It really resonates um the way she talks um the way she changes the pitch in her voice last night when she walked the wrong way out of the shot and then kind of did that little girly runaway back across the screen dude i died like stuff like that makes me you know it makes me laugh it entertains me um and I just I just wanted to put her over today and say that I think Chelsea Green is doing an excellent job. I hope they give her more. Is it do I need to see more of Chelsea in the ring? No, but I think if Chelsea Green got more ring time, she'd be able to balance out her act even more because you'd be able to take her more seriously in the ring when she's in there. Because her character stuff is light years um, ahead of her in-ring stuff. But sometimes that's all you need. And I, I would just like to see her involved with what I think, like, the Chelsea. This is way out of left field. And I said it once before. Chelsea and Otis. Like, I could see Chelsea, you know you know, vying for Otis in some weird way. I know this is not going to happen. It's just that that whole Mandy Rose and Chelsea thing, uh, and Mandy Rose and um, Otis thing went so well. I'd love to see a version of that or some kind of uh, story with Chelsea and Otis. I, I just felt the need to put her over to me. She's, she's an MVP whenever I see her on the show. I think she makes everybody else better that's around her. And if they're not, if you're not trying to maximize your time like Chelsea does, then start taking notes from this woman because she's she's very smart in, in 
every little thing she does out there, her facials, her movements, her what she says, the way she carries herself, her hair, her makeup, her outfits, everything to me stands out. Uh, Bully, her facial expressions. Uh, I mean, uh, listen, you know, she's on commentary last night. She's highly entertaining. I wish I saw more of her on TV just because when they were going to her, like when there were certain moves in the match and they, you, you didn't have to even hear her speak, you just saw her facial expressions. She sold me on that match more than any woman wrestler in the ring that was actually involved in the match itself. Like, I, I, I can't, like you said, I can't give her any more credit than you did. She was absolutely phenomenal last night. And like you said, she knocks it out of the park every single time she's on Monday Night Raw. Old school pro wrestling, you know, is here's five minutes. Go get yourself over. I've seen Chelsea do it in considerably less time. Remember the old game show, Dave, name that tune? I can name that tune in five notes, four notes, yep. three notes. You know, name that tune. It, with Chelsea, it's like I can get over in one minute. And I've seen her do it. With taking whatever they hand her and, and making it her own and turning into something special that gets some kind of reaction out of me. Like I said, when she walked the wrong way last night and all of a sudden you hear the little pitter-patter of her heels going back across the screen, it, it, it just... I don't know, it, 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 so like something out of a cartoon or cannonball run or or some kind of comedy. Like she's almost like that, maybe that Chrissy Snow from Three's Company type of aloofness meets, um, I, I don't know, somebody who's very entertaining. That's it. I, I don't even have the right words. I just know that when I see her, she's entertaining. She's got the it factor. She's got a incredible pre- I mean, Chelsea's a beautiful woman she's got an incredible presence she looks great in her gear she looks great in her outfits when she does the crazy shit with the with the hats I love the the Scott Weiland hat that she wears uh that yeah that's it maybe 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 bully has to do with the fact that she was a WWE superstar and then lost that and had to go outside, make a name for herself again, and now she's back in the WWE. I'm sure that's not lost on her. I'm sure anybody that has that opportunity loses that opportunity and has a second opportunity. They know what they did wrong the first time and what they need to do to improve. Know their weaknesses and know their strengths. I think Chelsea Green's an example of that, Bully. There are a lot of people out there who, when you get your first taste of stardom or your first taste of being over or you know being in the wwe or wherever there's a degree of taking it for granted like hey look i made it well you could make it on monday and be gone by friday one side of the pencil puts you you know put you in the main event on monday the other side of the pencil has you fired by friday that's how quick it can happen in this business and maybe not necessarily fired, but just not given any TV time. And I think you're right, Dave. I think she learned. Another girl that I always put over when, when she's on the show, and I put her over to her face when I see it, is Deanna. Deanna Perrazzo learned from her mistakes. And she's admitted on this show how much yep. she's learned from her mistakes. And I love it when wrestlers are able to do that. Because, you know, I say 
we are the ones responsible for everything in our career. Look in that mirror, and that's where you find all the answers to the whys. Why am I so over? Look in the mirror. Why don't I have a job? Look in the mirror. So I think Chelsea has learned, and she goes out there, and I'd love to see them do more with her when it comes to the entertainment part of World Wrestling Entertainment. And, and bully, I, I you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but once you become a superstar, and I'm talking about like next level in the WWE, doesn't have to be for a very long time, because we've seen a lot of people go in and out of that company, and a lot of people com completely forget, especially if they're not there for a very long time. But once you es establish yourself as a star in the WWE, you're kind of made, right? I mean, that look at count. the Miz, yeah, look at the like, Miz, yeah, yep. I think Miz is the best example of that. Miz said so much stuff last night in that promo where he was dead on balls accurate, especially when you when he talks about, hey, Gunther, one day you're going to be at the bottom of the ladder. Let's see if you make it back up. I made it back up three times. Remember when Miz was on the show or whenever we're really talking about the Miz? Miz has done something nearly impossible in the world of pro wrestling but mainly in the world of WWE. The number one pro wrestling show on the planet, Busted Open, is available seven days a week by subscribing and downloading the Busted Open podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. Join me alongside two WWE Hall of Famers, Mark Henry and Bully Ray, the hardcore legend, Tommy Dreamer, plus Thunder Rosa and Mickey James all week long as we break down everything going on in and out of the ring. Listen to Busted Open right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Paycor, the HR and payroll software made for leaders. It's never been harder to recruit, hire, and engage workers. That's why HR leaders and frontline managers depend on Paycor for all things people management, from onboarding and performance reviews to compensation and benefits. Learn more at paycor.com slash leaders. That's P-A-Y-C-O-R dot com slash leaders. They say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. For how long was the bloodline getting involved in every match, in every story? He's Drew McIntyre's 100% right. Clash at the Castle, he had Roman beat, interference from the Usos, he loses his opportunity to get that championship back in front of his family and his friends, and then Jey Uso's back, and it's kind of like, well, get over it. Like, that's the whole line that everyone's using. It's the line that Seth Rollins used over and over again. And, Bully, let me ask you something, man. If you're really pissed about something... And you truly believe that you were wronged, all right? And I come to you as your friend and be like, bully, get over it. Like, that's not exactly going to get you in a good mood. That's not exactly going to be like, all right, you know what? That's some good words of advice. You know, let me get over it. Now, that's going to piss you off even more. It's probably going to anger you even more. I understand the state that Drew McIntyre is in. And it's not like Jey Uso came back to Monday Night Raw, bully, hat in hand, saying, you know what? I did screw you guys over, and I I am truly sorry. The bloodline screwed me, too. Where I was, it was my family. I thought I was doing what was right, but look where I am right now. I'm sorry. It's not like we got that Jey Uso on Monday Night Raw, bully. And hearing Drew McIntyre's reaction and then and then actually hearing and seeing the reaction from the WWE universe where they're booing him. And I I I got the feels a little bit for Drew McIntyre last night. A lot of truth in what Drew said in the middle of that ring to start Monday Night Raw. Drew always works. And I liked Drew's delivery more last night. Drew was more believable to me last night. He didn't seem so nice last night. I still think Drew Drew has to find this comfort zone of really speaking from the heart and owning the verbiage as opposed to just trying to sound like a big tough guy speaking some other versions. But last night was... A definitely a step in the right direction. Drew looks amazing. I like the black leather kilt and the black leather jacket. Drew looks amazing. I just want that, it's just that little bit of extra when he speaks. 
if you know how like when Eddie Kingston speaks, there's that level of believability where you know that everything Eddie's saying is coming right off, right from his heart and not the top of his head. Agreed. Yep. That's what I want from Drew. Take that verbiage and own it and speak it from the heart. It's definite good, definite step in the right direction last night. And you know what I think it is, is, you know, we were talking about Chelsea Green earlier. about, And I love the, ten- I'm sorry, I no, love the tension with Priest and Drew. I do too. And we'll get into that in just a second. But as far as the delivery last night, and, and, and again, Bully, it's hard. Like when you bring up like an Eddie Kingston, it's hard for me to compare promos in the WWE to promos in AEW. Because obviously in AEW could go blue. You know, there's no... There, you're not confined to language or anything else. So it's much easier to kind of be more emotional when there's certain verbiage you can use that you can't say, you know, can't use on a WWE product. Like you really have to excel in the WWE because you have parameters, you have guidelines that you have to go by. Like one of the things like bully, when I do a rant here on busted open, there's no, there's no parameters. There's no guidelines. When you hear me go on on a rant, it's really me speaking from the heart because when you're angry and you're legit angry, you know what? You're going to stumble over your words. You're going to curse. In the WWE, those things can't happen. But what you can do is like what we talked about with Chelsea Green earlier in the show. You read it on her face. Man, she does a great job with that. Drew McIntyre, I read it on his face last night. A lot of times with Drew... He's got that smile and that smirk. And and it comes across like, man, like it's hard for me to buy in to what you're saying with that smile and with that smirk. It's kind of like what we said about Seth Rollins a, a few months ago with like the dancing and the, and the ha ha ha. Like it's hard for me to buy into what you're saying when you're so over the top with your character like you are. But when does it hit home? When you're real. Drew McIntyre was as real in that promo last night than I've seen from Drew in a very, very long time, if not ever. You you are saying he was more real with the verbiage, and I'm saying he was more real with the delivery. Yeah, good for Drew. Yeah, I, and I, I'm and not I, comparing. I'm not comparing Drew to Eddie Kingston, and you know the the promos in the WWE as opposed to AEW. I'm saying the conviction. Yes. I, I want to hear that conviction. When Eddie Kingston tells me something, I know that he's laying it all out there. That's what I want to feel from everybody. That's what I want to feel from Drew. I want to feel, make me understand how you felt when you were going through your trials and tribulations that, that Drew spoke of last night. He he made you believe last night, right? Yeah, he did. I want you to make me feel. I want to be so drawn in by the conviction in which you speak that I'm just like, yes. Why did people, what made people gravitate towards Dusty? The conviction in which he spoke. I feel, I can feel Dusty's pain. I can, I can hear in the tone and inflection of his voice exactly what he was going through. 
That's what pro wrestlers need to aspire to. Not just cutting the I'm the bad guy promo or doesn't hey, work. man, I'm the good guy promo. It doesn't work. Nobody anymore. wants that anymore. I need real. And the reason I can speak to this is because nobody has ever told me when I speak, it doesn't feel real. I've been told the opposite. It's entirely too real where we don't, we can't, we don't know if you're telling the truth. Are you in character or you're not in character? You'll never know. You will never know. And that's what keeps the fan base on its toes. It's that's important. what wrestlers, yes. And, 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 and Bully, I go back to the story that you had with Flip Gordon and Ring of Honor. I, as your co-host, didn't know. I did not know. You know, I, I, I don't know. People are asking me. And they're saying, is, is this legit? Is this real? And I, and I can honestly say to them, Bully, I don't know. I really don't know. I think it is. I really don't know. That's so difficult to do in this day and age in pro wrestling. But, Bully, and you've proved that. That's just one example of it. That it can be done. It can be done. Bully, we just got a call last hour where a caller said to me, I hope it's your two weeks notice in that box. That's fucked up. I'm a guy that created this show. I did it for the fans. And here's a fan turning on me when I created this show for you. You know, I've I've had headaches and ulcers. I can legitimately say the ulcers that I have is because of the constant fighting and arguing that I've had to do with executives here. I mentioned on our show yesterday that we talked about um, one person's trash is another person's treasure. One of the people that were in charge of our department, I was trash for a very, very long time. And there were times where I would thought of giving up, but I rode through it. And there was a light at the end of the tunnel. What do you think Drew McIntyre is thinking when, man, in February of 2021, I was the flavor of the week. I eliminated Brock Lesnar. I won the Royal Rumble. And I had 50,000 fans cheering for me. And then I win the championship with no fans. And then once we got past that pandemic and the lockdown, I was completely forgotten about. Now I have an opportunity at Clash at the Castle to win back this championship that's rightfully mine that I never truly had a chance to defend because of the lockdown. Now I have a chance to capture that championship back and I get screwed. The bloodline screws me. Jay Uso in particular screws me out of winning that. And here I am in the middle of the ring several times telling you that Man, I got screwed. That was my opportunity, and I got screwed in front of my family and my friends and the people I grew up with. And not only are you booing me, but you're cheering for the guy who screwed me. That guy that everybody gets up and waves their arms for and chants their name for, that guy screwed me. What happened? A year and a half ago, everybody loved me, and now everybody hates me? And even and I love the I love the gray and, area. But you just did something. You just did something in your promo. 
that Drew didn't do last night. And nobody will ever see. You ready? Go ahead. This is why I'm on this fucking show. You delivered Drew's promo in a questioning tone. You delivered it as, let me see if I got this straight. I did this, 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 and this. I eliminated Brock. And then I did this. And then I get screwed over. And blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And you people still aren't on my side? Who's the problem here? Me or you? When you start asking things in a question, when you when the light bulb goes off for Drew and he realizes I'm not the problem, it's the WWE universe the problem because they don't know what they like or what they don't like, and you're fickle and you're this like you are the reason Drew McIntyre has chose to kick Seth Rollins in the face. You're the one who has changed Drew McIntyre. You're responsible for all of this. Now, I know it's been done before, but do it in a way where you own it. Drew last night just kind of laid it out. It's not just about speaking the words. It's about the tone, the inflection, the way you question it. That's how I would have delivered the promo last night. You know what, guys? I've been in this business for 30 years, and I thought I saw it all. And maybe I'm a little stupid because I get hit in the head too much. But in the past three years, I carried us through COVID. I, 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 I eliminated Brock Lesnar. I did this and that, and I still get keep getting screwed over from the, from the by the bloodline. And you have the nerve, the audacity to boo me to turn your back on me when you're the ones who caused all this. It's wow. A, it's, I must be a whoo. sucker. What? 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 No, I love it, Bully. I love it. I love the open-endedness of it. I love the questioning of it. I love everything you just said. And this is a blessing and a curse that you have, Bully, because I really liked Drew's promo last night. Enough that I tweeted about it and I was looking forward to talking about it with you. But what you just did on the show, it makes me question why was the delivery the way it was? We were just talking about how we liked his delivery and we liked what he had to say. But what you just did right now on the show, man, I wish I would have seen that and heard that from Drew McIntyre. And that's not taking anything away from what Drew did last night, but I love how you kind of just turned the tables. Because it's kind of, it's one thing, because one thing people don't like is when they're being dictated to and they're be, being told something. But when you say it in a way, the way you just said it, Bully, it's like, it's almost like, why? Like, it's like, what more can I possibly do? I mean, think if you really look at Drew, and we all know the story, imagine Bully, like, he was gone, he got let go, he was future endeavored, he fights his way back. Not only does his fight, he fights his way back, he exceeds expectations, and he's on top of the mountain. And then his main event match at WrestleMania when he won the world championship, he actually watched on TV 
because he had to tape that match with Brock Lesnar. It wasn't live. WrestleMania was taped. So he was able to sit at home and watch his match with Brock Lesnar because of COVID, because of the lockdown, and there was no fans. Then he gets that opportunity. He, he gets knocked down, like you were talking about earlier. He gets knocked down. He climbs back to the top of the mountain again. And this time, not only are there fans in attendance, Bully, but it's, it's in his hometown. It's like in front of his family and friends. You, that's even getting even bigger than his WrestleMania moment because now it's at home, and he gets screwed by the bloodline, and everybody takes Jey Uso's side. Jey Uso's one of the most popular wrestlers in the WWE. Bully, if I screwed you, I stabbed you in the back, and now we're sharing the same airspace. And I never apologize. Jey Uso never apologized to Drew McIntyre. And even Michael Cole on commentary last night, as Drew McIntyre is talking, is telling Drew, is interrupting as Drew is talking, saying, get over it. Get over it. Why should he get over it? How can he, how can he get over it? If you I'm turn gonna, that I, around like you did to the audience, that's genius what you just did, Bully. Genius. Thank you. Could you imagine, and I'm going to just take something that you you said about the apology, right? Could you imagine if Drew got through everything in the questioning tone in which I just delivered the promo, and then Drew said, I'm going to give you a chance to make up for it. Because you all owe me an apology. So I'm going to count to three. And when I do, you all say, I'm sorry, Drew. One, two, three. What would the entire building do? Boo. Thank you. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.